Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Big event coming up January 24th in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. It's retirement income, wealth preservation, a little bit on real estate, and a little bit about 2019 markets and stock picks. You can sign up for the event by going to Rob Black Show. Rob Black Show, it's January 24th at the Elks Lodge. It's a Thursday evening, 630 to 830. Awesome parking. It's kind of got an old school Elks Lodge feel to it. Yes, there's pictures of, of creepy old people on the walls. That's what I'm kind of getting at. Awesome. Awesome. So with that being said, sign up for the event at Rob Black Show, robblackshow.com. I like taking Fridays and going a little bit different direction, typically peppering in some real estate, some insurance, and some just business ideas. And you, too, can become a wild success. There's a woman out of Japan named Marie Kondo. She's the queen of organization. She's written books on organizing your life. Do you know one of the biggest frustrations in my life is that it's unorganized, whether it be my garage or me, my photos, my digital photos. It's probably the biggest angst in my life. How do you categorize them? I don't know. Do you keep both kids in the picture, or do they each get separate folders? Do you go by years? What do you go by? It's not the easiest decision for me. For some reason, I make million-dollar decisions, and I can't make a decision on where do my photos go. So this wonderful person named Marie Kondo has come up with this franchise thing where she goes from city to city in the United States, and she gets typically young women wanting to start a business, and they'll come into your home and organize your closet for you and teach you how to do it. They'll teach you how to fold your clothes. They'll teach you how to pack a suitcase. They'll teach you how to clean your garage. They'll teach you how to manage your digital photos. Her name is Marie Kondo. So check her out. She's got a Netflix series, Tidying Up with Marie Kondo. That's one of her ways of marketing herself. Her big business is to get young people to pay $200, $300 for a seminar and teach teaches them how to start your own business. You can be your own Marie Kondo affiliate. In a city coming near you. Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. What do you think about the idea of someone teaching you how to be organized? Doesn't that seem a little bit lazy for us as a society? It does. Um, I know I find myself cleaning a lot more than I want and trying to organize. But I, you, you hit it right on the head. I I have so many photos. and I mean... I grew up, everything had to print it out. Right. Right. And and now I can take... So much more tangible. My, my, I think... This is no lie. My wife took 9,000 photos in 2017. Wow. Okay. And I counted them and we back them up and we do all that, but we, we never get as far as organizing them. And, um, yeah, some angst there. Um, closets, you know, I think everything is smaller now. You I mean, even the U S homes, I'm, you know, obviously I follow the real estate trends. U S homes, new homes are actually getting smaller. Yeah. Um, so it's better to be more organized. It's better to be more organized. organized. Uh, every yeah. once in a while, I, I say a comment to my wife, I said, she go. Uh, we go. Oh, I don't like that there. And she argues, and I go. Go to IKEA. Go to IKEA. Just walk through IKEA once, and you'll get a better idea of how to live smaller um, and more organized. Um, I think IKEA is kind of like uh, Maria Kondo or Marie Kondo, 
uh, where they've taken that concept. That's the way the next generation is going to live. Millennials represent about 44% of the buying power, the, the next generation of buyers right now in the United States, and they live smaller. Right? And this is, yeah. yeah. And that's where... You know, you're talking to a recording on that. I know. Okay. Oh, you, you once had an interview with Chewbacca, so I don't give me any crap about that. That was a real interview. It was a BBC interview. I interviewed Bill Clinton. Have you? <laughs> no, I have not. With that said, the whole Reconda thing also, it strikes to me of like families are doing more to get by, to pay their mortgages, to pay their rent. Um, there's going to be second jobs, and sometimes second jobs aren't, aren't normal. You're in the mortgage lending business world. Um, it would not be a surprise to see your wife come home one day and say, I'm going to sell makeup to my friends. Or I'm going to sell she did that tidy, tidy in to my friends. And though, that's where you have to be kind of careful because maybe the business model doesn't go beyond friends. Um, I know a lot of people. I think there's a company called Rodan and Fields. And it's kind of a, it's a multi-level marketing. You have to be very careful not to say that. But it's kind of a, like, let's have a jewelry party and show everyone cool stuff and let's buy it from each other. Yeah, it's kind my of, sister did it for yeah, a while. That's a carryover from the 70s, 80s Tupperware parties. I know, but, but hey, there's good ideas. Which my mom kind of, did. My mom, it was a great social environment for people. Okay. You know? Okay. But my wife did the, the makeup thing one day. I came home, there was a shelf there with $4,000 of product on it, which turned into $4,000 in Christmas gifts over the next 10 years. Um, That's rough, dude. Oh, it was that rough. That is rough. And, you know, she tried, and but, you know, that was when we were, we were much younger and a little bit more energy, a little bit more, like the guy you were talking about who's going to try to go to trade shows and so you figure out what you, what's going to work for you at yeah. your education level. There's a lot yeah. more ninja level jobs. Like you have to be kind of sneaking, get in and, and pull it off. And how does that, how does that work in your world of mortgage lending? If you see someone who like it's two spouses, one has a consistent job at Facebook. One has an inconsistent. I see it job. a lot. Yeah, yeah. I see that all the time. In fact, um, I see more people that are successful at that because they have that, that one st- steady career, steady paycheck, with, and it allows the other person to go off and do whatever, whatever they want. More often, I see uh, one of the spouses doing real estate. Um, I have one client who has 10 properties you know, around the West, a lot of them in Vegas, and that's his primary job. And he does some other stuff like tutoring and things like that. But he has, you know, he, his wife is a, an RN and he does all of the real estate. So I, I find a lot of people that do it like that. Um, I don't know if you could put two couples together that both do that kind of entrepreneurial type of activity. It gets a little rough unless you have some deep pockets. Um, a lot of these places say that you need to have, you know, six months to 12 months worth of, of, cash. of cash to living expenses before you can even start making money. But, um, you know, I like, a I like a format like, like that, um, Maria Kondo, because, you know, she's giving you a structure. Yeah, she's going to get some royalties, everything that you do, but you're given a structure, you're given a plan. And that's the beauty about franchising. Which, again, it's just a, to me, tying it into your world of consistent paycheck, I would say the banks probably don't perceive someone who's selling jewelry as consistent earner because they're going to look at tax well, returns and things like that. And they're going to say, it's kind of been lumpy. There's been good years and there's been bad years. Well, that that's that's where the... You know, the, the last era of loose guidelines and, and lending really helped buyers okay. or, or people like that, where they did have one year where they made 30 grand. The next year they made 100. They went back to 50. Then they went to 100. They went to 30. And as a lender, if you catch yourself on on the $30,000 a year um, and you're trying to do a transaction, that's your income. Um, so they've gone away from that 
And now it's harder for people like that to, to buy houses. But now they're bringing back some products like bank statement products and things like that. But you also have some write-offs that, uh, you know, people who are self uh, W-2 that don't have. So it's you got to really figure out what works for you. So here's interesting and in, in showing you how confusing real estate can be. There's a story on Bloomberg today that U.S. renters catch a break as wages heat up while lease costs go down. So I read that as rents aren't going up as fast as wages. That sounds kind of nice because it's been years and years and years since that's not been true. Over the last several business cycles, faster gains in average hourly earnings have meant faster increases in rental inflation as landlords ultimately exercise their market power to wrest more money from workers. You just gave me an article from Realtor.com that says home prices outpace wages in 80% of the markets. And I know home prices are not rental prices, but it is kind of confusing. Like you could say, hey, this first article in Bloomberg, famous, famous financial publication, kind of said that rents are going sideways to slightly lower while wages are going up. And then there's this home price outpacing 80% of wages telling you, you know, there's, there's a conflict here. Yeah, affordability is definitely an issue that uh, I think 2019 will um, have to face. Uh, we're t- we were lo- there's another article that I read where for every thousand dollars increase in the median home price in the United States, we lose about 127,000 borrowers because that's just that one thousand dollars. So affordability is an issue 2019. Big seminar coming up. You can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. You can sign up for the big event at the Palo Alto Elks Lodge at RobLackShow.com. Use code Radio25. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. We all have things that are important to us. I believe in children's and animal charities. Because they're the innocence of the world, in my opinion. They really haven't done anything to deserve any of this. There's a video going around of a dog walker on camera kicking one of his dogs and beating it. Guy should be put to death. We're raising animals in our society. He should be put to death. There's no, there's no need for that person on this planet. Animals are innocent. You do something to innocence, you deserve to go. I know you're saying, that's a strong line. I know, right? I don't like bullying. You bully a dog or you bully a kid. You got a problem with me. So we all have things that we believe in, and some of them will get us into more trouble than others. Some are more interesting than others. When it comes to investing, I still believe that personalization is part of it. But I have to do a show that gives you very generic kind of uh, interpretations of what's happening. So you have to personalize it to you. Hotels are getting into personalization. Retail stores are getting into personalization. They're saying at one point in time now, if you go to a hotel and you get a steak every time, they may give you a, a hot, fresh steak maybe waiting for you next time at that hotel. If you order us uh, something at the bar, they may give you a coupon for a complimentary ticket at the bar. Or if you really like the, if you always are the guy who gets 100 towels while you're there, you know, you know who you are, weirdo, who needs 100 towels. There may be a room stocked with 100 towels. Personalization's big. Macy's isn't personalized. And every time I go in, it feels like a big warehouse of like, well, that's generic looking, that's generic looking, that's generic looking. So they're saying that stories have to start coming to retail experiences. Where you go, I'm going to dress like a European, a European fashionista. So they have to make Macy's look like you're in Europe for the first three months of the year so that they get you to go say, let's go see what Europe looks like. I'm French. I'm French. 
Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Personalization in the mortgage world. One of my friends, not you, believes that mortgages will eventually be bought and sold on stock exchanges. If you want one for three and a quarter, this is what you're going to pay. If you want one for four and a half, for 15 years, this is what you're going to do. It all becomes commoditized. Commodities. Um, How much personalization is there in the mortgage world? Because I have to imagine it's more than just becoming and buying and selling a a mortgage on a market. Well, um, not enough, in my opinion. Uh, I think that's why we've seen... You know, over the last several years, let's go back 15 years where um, brokers were ruling the world. Brokers, I think, offer much better service than lenders or banks, big banks do. And then when we had the crash, uh, a lot of the brokers and uh, uh, other personalized parts of the business got slammed and everybody went back to banks. And now they're going back to brokers because they're looking for the service again. The service is really the personalization of a um, you know, anybody's transaction that goes with a um, uh, real estate where we keep clients for long periods of time and we help. Per- we just did a transaction for a client who needed quick money and he went out and got We got him a private loan. And then soon after we helped him get an equity line that replaced that. And then he's going to do another transaction later in the year. And all of this all plays into his personal um, goals, you know, leading towards retirement. Um, another client is bu- selling a house, uh, but they can't afford the new house that they want to buy without selling that house. So we're doing three transactions for them and, and it achieves their goal. So everybody's a little bit different. And I, and I think that's where the, unfortunately banks get it wrong. I mean, we just heard recently that uh, a big bank, and I don't like slamming big banks, but or by name, but in general, they're cutting back on doing subprime loans. What I mean by subprime loans are subprime borrowers, anything under like a 680 score. And they've just said, we're not going to do them anymore. Um, they're going to price them out or they're just um, going to decline them or slow the process down and you get frustrated. So I think brokers really add the personalized um, you know, aspect of the mortgage business to the client where big banks don't. I, But it's, it's too general of a question. Um, to just say, what's the, just like you were saying, you give general information. You can't just say that's where other gurus out there that they claim to be gurus. They, they say, this is what you should do every single time. It's just too general. There's not enough personalization in the uh, real estate business, but we're trying. You know, what's interesting that I see from your industry. I get a lot of questions from the public. Things like, should I pay off my home loan with investment funds? Can I get a mortgage when I'm retired? Um, should I just count on doing a reverse mortgage when I retire? When should I sell my mortgage and get a new mortgage? Because that's essentially what you're doing, right? right? When you're refinancing, you're selling your mortgage off and buying a new one. Hopefully, maybe at a lower cost or you're taking money out of the house. Um, another question but I get you a lot, should, but bi-weekly a, mortgages. Yeah, but, but quite honestly, these are the questions that should go to someone like you as, to, as opposed to a real estate uh, person. Right? I like a CPA, CFP, you know, financial advisor type of person is m- more of the personalization that we've been hoping to see yeah. in the industry where you ask where you can ask the, answer that question. Should I get a reverse mortgage or should I get an equity line? Should I retire in this home or should I cash out and then go and, and rent? I mean, these are the questions. These, this is more of the, the end of life or end of your career type of questions that we see more often. And when I said we're not seeing enough of that, there's not enough education out 
out there. Um, it's more advertising than education, unfortunately. I would agree with that statement. I think that's pretty well said. It's more advertising than education. A lot of people want to do business with you. Um, when I say you, I'm not talking about you, Tony, but the average person out there, they want to do business with because there's a transaction. And typically in real estate, when there's transactions, there's there's big commissions in California. Um, and people want a bigger commission versus a smaller commission, so they move to California. <clears throat> What's interesting for me is that it is more advertising than education out there. A lot of people have questions about real estate, and yet a lot of people are blindly saying, you know, um, I, I need to be in this area. I don't know why, but I need to be in this area. But I have a question. Should I pay off all my mortgages before I retire? I'm like, well, why do you think you need to be in the area if you don't have the answer to that? And for instance, I'm, you know, getting older and as I get older, I'm like, there's no, there's a good chance I'll die with mortgages and I'm okay with that because I have enough assets to cover them for my spouses and my heirs if need be, if I die, when I die. But do you remember the day and age, like you probably grew up with this, you're, you were expected to buy one house and one house only and you got that mortgage payment book that lasts for 30 years. So you count the tickets, it's over 300, yeah. right? I remember those. And the mortgage, you were supposed to stay there for 30 years, but that's kind of a fallacy now. It's it's, it's really not the same. So uh, when you buy a home, you're not really expected to live in it forever and ever anymore. Um, no, but it 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 is something you can't transfer your mortgage. That's something that we... A lot of people in the industry wish we could kind of do is tra- although we would lose transactions, but um, you are transferring the equity and you know so it's it's not you're not losing anything by moving from one house to the other. So I think as long as you can say I ha- have a primary residence, it doesn't matter where it is. I mean, uh, I, I, does that make sense? If you have questions about real estate, pick up the phone, give us a call eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. Find Tony if you have a question at bayarealonesource dot com. Should you pay off your home loan? Uh, when do you sell a mortgage? When do you get another one? Bi-weekly mortgages, reverse mortgages. There's a lot of topics that we can hit. Stay tuned. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. You can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Big seminar coming up on the 24th of January. It's a Thursday, 630 to 830. It's 630 to 830. You can sign up and uh, come on out. Go to Rob Black Show. Sign up. Use code radio 25. But the seminar is on the 24th, 630 to 830. Rob Black Show. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. There's a lot of bad financial products out there. Annuities can be awful, really awful. They can have high commissions and and low returns. Stranding you on a product that's tough to get out of. Another problem is... um, there's a lot of financial products out there that are, are just bad product. One of the ones that comes to mind. Well, I'll give you an idea and then I'll tell you one that comes to mind. I was listening to this Bloomberg or CNBC when I was driving in this morning and there was a commercial and the guy was whispering, call 800 and it was like hot stock, right? So let's just say it was hot, hot. I know you're saying that sounds like a porn industry number. H-O-T dash H-O-T-T. Well, let's just call it a hot stock. And the commercial was like, call 800 hot, hot right now. And we're going to give you the one stock that sets you up for retirement forever. They're going to have a big announcement on June 14th. And I, I can tell you what that is. That's someone saying, well, the SEC is being shut down right now. So I'm going to get into this, this legal thing. I'm going to promote. I'm going to pump it. I'm going to buy some commercials. I'm going to put a lot of money in front of you. 
And then you're going to call up and maybe they'll give you that stock tip for free. But maybe they'll say, because this is a once in a lifetime offer, we have to charge you a upfront shipping fee so that we can send you the report. And the shipping fee is like $92. You're like, what shipping fee is $92? You're getting scammed, person. You're getting scammed. Well, my broker is E.F. Hutton. And Hutton says... Cute, cute. When E.F. Hutton talks, people when listen. E.F. Hutton talks. Yeah. People listen. I like it. I like it. I like it. But it's, a, it's, not, a, it's not a scam because I have to be careful. There was once a guy who took out an ad in Investor's Business Daily, and it said basically, on July 14th, there's going to be a telecommunication breakthrough so big, it's going to change. It's going to put companies like Lucent, Cisco, Microsoft all out of business. And it's just a scam. They get in front of it. They get you excited. They tell you a stock that's typically a penny stock. And then when you're buying, they're selling. It's kind of a boiler room, but for for marketing. Another one that I hate is the biweekly mortgage plan, where you're sending in, and typically this is you'll hear this in commercials, and it's an Australian guy. Hey mate, want to pay off your mortgage in 14 years faster? I got a mortgage accelerator plan for you, and a knife. And you're like, why do I need a knife, mate? The shrimp on the Barbie guy, he's got an accent. Minute Work, was this not one of the best albums of your childhood? It was a pretty good album. Colin Hay, lead singer of Minute Work. Bit of a weirdo. Bit of a weirdo, but what a voice. He's left Minute Work and done his own thing. and uh, He's one of those people you could probably see at a casino, like an Indian casino. Like in Minnesota, and you're like, I wonder where Colin Hay is. He's at an Indian casino in Minnesota. But great voice and good singer-songwriter kind of guy. But anyway, I'd watch out. Because, like, for instance, um, there's a guy that I know that just, he hates people with British accents in business. He's like, just because he's got a British accent, he thinks he's all arrogant. And I'm like, that's kind of fair. I kind of think people with British accents are smarter than us. They're actors. Certainly they're better actors than ours, right? If you ever watch Sherlock, you got to know that they're good actors. So you have to be careful. Like, more to acceler things when they're selling it with an accent. I would avoid. I would avoid aggressively. And if you ever want to make a mortgage accelerator and do it biweekly, just save the money and pay it off at the end or save the money and invest it or save it off. Pay pay it off if you want to pay it off. That's one of my big decisions this year, Tony. Um, I've got three or four mortgages now, and they eat up a lot of cash flow. And I've got a little cash on the sidelines, and what do I do with that cash? Uh, do people ever ask you that question of, uh, should I prepay mortgages, or are you just getting the mortgages and saying goodbye? Um, usually, it's we, we're doing a transaction, and we 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 do our best to advise people on what to do. You know, the biweekly mortgage is is purely voluntary, and you don't have to pay to do it. You can just call your lender and do it if you want to do it. Um, and and I've seen more people with uh, rental properties do that than their primary residence. Um, I've seen people turn a 30-year loan five years in into a 20-year loan and then a 20-year loan into a 15-year loan before they do a biweekly. Um, but, you know, I, again, it kind of goes back to the whole, there's more advertising out there than education. Sure. And it's like that rocket mortgage. But, well, now is the time to get a 15-year mortgage because you probably got a 30-year and they want a transaction from you. Well, that too, and and there's and they at the same time they say fifteen year mortgage, they can also advertise the fifteen year rate and the in your hearing rate. Okay, right. Instead of that, your payments now amortized over uh, one hundred eighty months instead of three hundred sixty, and your payments going to go you know, up by two thirds. Um, 
but you're going to pay your house off quicker. Does that sacrifice your ability to, to fund your retirement or go on vacation or fund your kid's college or you know what during I'm your emergency my, fund? You know what I'm going to do with my extra money? Nothing. I might invest it in some quality names and market pullback. Because I believe in mortgages. I believe they're low-cost products. Um, they lose some tax advantages when you have too many of them. So you got to be careful about that. Mm-hmm. But um, as a financial guy, I'd rather have the money on my side of the balance sheet than give it to the bank. We, we actually have a lot of people who have a lot of equity that are trying are trying to figure out what to do with the equity. Yeah, yeah. Right. So they've had a mortgage for a long period of time. Their payment is still based off of their original balance. Got it. And they're like, oh, if if a refinance, my rate will go up, but my payment will go down, even though because I'm reamortizing. Should I take cash out and use get it some sort of rate of return somewhere else? A couple hundred thousand dollars of equity could easily be found in most of the houses here in the Bay Area. Could buy a house free and clear somewhere else that could generate income. So a lot of people are thinking that way as opposed to uh, where do I you know, how do I pay off my mortgage? They're looking more towards leverage. That's the trend we've always seen with, with savvy investors and even novice investors nowadays, because they are seeing a lot of equity. We, we hit another peak in equity. I think it's like 15 trillion in home equity in the United States. And that's going to be tapped. Of course, that could be an advertisement to sell equity lines. We don't know because there's always a, an art, uh, some sort of ad that you can click on right next to that, that, that article. So, um, which we're also seeing a, another uptick in, in home equity lines, which may or may not be your best option. We're seeing more people doing cash out. We, applications went up 20%. A lot of it was cash out loans because people were saying, well, the Fed's going to raise rates another two times this year. That's going to affect my equity line rate. Why don't I get a, four, a 30-year fix at a lower rate than I can get an equity line? So question um, for you. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm kind of rambling, but you, you are see how, how, how the advertising thing fa- falls into most of what we see and learn uh, about mortgages and other financial products. So a big question for you now is now that mortgage rates have gone up in products, there's 30-year fixed-rate mortgages, there's 15-year, there's adjustable-rate mortgages, there's three-year mortgages. It's kind of funny. You know what we tend to do? We tend to look back. And like the first house I ever bought in Alexandria, Virginia, I go, you know, I was only there for three years. I probably could have done a three-year mortgage and had a way smaller payment. Um, we, we look back at product. Um, here's a question right now with product points. You put an article in front of me that, you know, buying points is making a big comeback. Did it ever go away? Yes. Why? Uh, because rates were, you didn't need to pay points to get a low rate. Okay. Uh, so you're That's looking at, you, yeah, you're looking at rates that were in, you know, sub 4%. And a lot of people who were looking at that and saying, you know what, not only can I get a rate that's below 4%, I can get a lower cost loan. I don't need to pay points. In fact, I'm going to get a credit to help pay for some of my closing costs or all of them. A lot of people buying houses were getting sub 4% rates. Now that rates are over 4%, um, hit 5% last year uh, and and kind of peeled back a little bit. Now we're right on 46 uh, people are saying, you know what, we're kind of caught in the middle between our historical average and our lows. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we should pay some points. If we're going to be in this house for a long period of time and you pay points and you buy down that rate, that lower payment will pay us back money. Uh, on a refinance, you can actually use the equity of the home to pay for those points. So um, we've, we've seen it both ways. We're caught in the middle right now. It's, it's, you're going to see people selling it both ways. I've I've sold products where people on a purchase will take the highest rate so they can get more credit so they don't have to come out with as much money on, the, uh, on their purchase. I've also seen people say, well, I wanna, I'll want to, i pay a point because I know I'm going to be in this house for a long period of time. We're right in the middle. 
You make more money when people pay points, right? No. No? Nope. Who's making the money? No one is. It's the cost of the rate. Rates never change. It's the price of the rate. So if you want 4% and it costs you one point, the broker's still charging you the same amount of money. That point goes to the, the, the lender uses that to, to secure that, that money. That's what it costs on the, on the mortgage-backed security market. Okay. So no, it, they don't make more money if you, they charge you points. Is buying more points more attractive when rates are at 5% or when they're at 4%? Mm. If I were to say, let's draw a line in sand. Well, the, the, do they have more? Do they have more exponential use, lower or higher? It, it's all about how long you plan on keeping the mortgage. Okay, period. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter if rates are lower or rates are high. If you buy, okay. if you spend one point, it costs you four thousand dollars, but your payment goes down forty dollars. Yeah, you have to keep that loan for forty uh, hundred months. Okay. If you sell the house or refinance that mortgage within that period of time, you did not make a right, the right decision. But if you keep it longer, then it does make sense. However, there is a situation in refinances that some people just say, I want the lower payment no matter what. I'm going to pay points to get the lower, the lower rate and get the lower payment. I don't care how much it costs. I want the lower payment. So it, it, it is, again, part of the personalization of doing a mortgage when you talk about points. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. You can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. He and I have done, we've worked together for a long time, and he's done all my mortgages for me. Um, it's nice having a quote-unquote team member versus some random guy at the bank who it's his first job, and he's just trying to put you in a product that's going to get him a sales bonus at the end of the month. You can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. There are a lot of bonuses at the end of the month in, in the mortgage industry, believe it or not. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. You can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. It may be a Lincoln Park kind of weekend. Getting over this cold weather. It may be a Lincoln Park kind of weekend. Big seminar coming up on the 24th of January. You can sign up at Rob Black Show. It's Rob Black Show. It's in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. Use the code radio 25 630 to Learn about retirement, wealth, and real estate. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. U.S. average mortgage... That's easy for me to say. Whoa. U.S. average mortgage rates fall 30-year at 4.45%. October, November, December, we saw mortgage rates really start creeping higher. We saw the 10-year treasury hit, ooh, boy... 3.35, and now it's cooled off, and 30-year mortgages are tied towards the 10-year. Not always, but kind of in some sort of vein. Can I get... I think a mistake we make as a society, Tony, is we go, well, the 30-year mortgage is at 4.5%. 4.45, I just heard Rob say that. Can I get that rate? (laughs) And that's not how the system works. That's just a headline. That's kind of like saying crime is bad. Oh, not only that, um, they they fail to... Because this is a, F- a Freddie Mac report, yeah, yeah. Um, they forget that the Mortgage Bankers Association also do a report, and their rates, their mortgage rates, are always about three tenths higher. Okay. Um, so, Mortgage Bankers Association is probably showing rates at four point eight, four point nine on average. Um, so, it's really hard to discern which is the right information. But yeah, you know, when you see a rate, and it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get it. Credit score, equity, the reason you're buying is it investment? Is it a second home? Is it a duplex, triplex, single family? Um, you know, do you need to use FHA because your rate for FHA must is going to be lower than that? But you are going to have mortgage insurance. Are you putting 10% down or 5% down? There's a lot of things that go into it. Uh, do you know the average down payment in the United States is only like eight, 7 or 8%? That sounds about right. Yeah. 
So that doesn't shock me. Um, and, and it shouldn't because most of the houses that are being purchased are, are, are fall into the conforming limits, by the way, which were just increased for 2019. So I think they are up to 726000 for the high balance limit and 484 for the regular balance. So as long, if you fall in there, you can put 5% down. Um, you can even do what they call lender paid mortgage insurance. So products are really driving the market right now. And I'm not surprised to... Um, I'm not surprised to see even more products hit the market. There's a 40-year interest-only loan now. You can get a 40-year loan that's interest-only for the first 10 years. Yeah, the rate's a little bit higher, but you can pay interest-only. And that goes up to like $2 million or higher. Um, you can even get cash out on those loans. Uh, so lenders are really picking up the pace. Um, and it's not always rate. Rates don't drive the market. Remember, the, our last peak, interest rates, which was back in 2007, our rates were 2% higher. Did you know that the Guinness Book of World Records tracks the top-selling real estate agent every year? Yes. And how many houses? Not every year, but every time there's a record's broken. The record in 2016 was 3,556 homes sold by a top real estate agent in the United States. And the way he does it, it's kind of interesting. He looks at home builders who are building thousands of homes, and he matches his clients with those. And he just finds someone who's got a lot of product with someone who wants product. I'd say that's the easier part of the the equation, though. I mean, I think the harder part is getting 3,500 clients. And you have to remember that not all, you know, you're not getting 3,500 clients to sell 3,500 homes. You have to get like 8,000 clients to sell 3,500 homes, unless he has the most amazing, you know, turnover. He's not getting this. He's going only new homes only. And he's got an online database. Well, what he's probably doing is he's probably working with the builder and he becomes the preferred lender, is what he does. Okay. And um, now he's. If you're buying a new home, you're not legally obligated to take that loan from that person. Right. But the um, you do have to go through their pre-approval process, and that He's, increases the chance you're going to use them. He says the first two rules of selling, number one, you've got to make it easy. Number two, they've got to like you. I kind of agree with that in the, uh, the home market. The home, yeah, the mortgage market. The easier you can make it for me, the more likely I want to do it, because some of my worst experience in life getting that first doctor's exam when you turn 50, horrible, horrible, horrible. Then it gets easier. Then it gets easier. But um, mortgages, it's right up there. It's right up there with, it's not a fun process. It is. In fact, we, we had an email about this uh, last night on the show. The a person sent us an email about why is it so hard to get a mortgage? It's like pulling teeth. And um, it, and it kind of is, and it kind of you know isn't. my dog who was born on August, teeth are falling out. <laughs> pulling teeth reference. <laughs> Something you don't stop and think about. Puppies lose their teeth. Yeah. But, you know, go ahead and finish. So, uh, where was I? I have no clue. I, I got thrown off by by the... Oh, so mortgages um, can and cannot be easy. Um, I, as in general, I would put at the at rank at the top that it's just bad loan officers. Um, yeah. slow, make it hard for clients. They don't, they don't understand. They don't get to know you. They don't get to understand. Like I, we work with people who don't even have, have email addresses. You know, we have to physically go get stuff from people. And if you're sitting behind a desk and you go, Oh yeah, just, just Dropbox that to me. And they're like, what's a Dropbox? And then all of a sudden they feel like that's a hard transaction. Back in 2016, 18% of people dropped out of home mortgage, not because they didn't qualify because they got too frustrated. 18%. That's a huge number. So um, the industry is, re- on a, especially on the broker side, has made it really easy, streamlined. The, you know, everything's electronic, all your disclosures, everything like that. So it is changing. So don't read into that too much about how hard it is. It, well, keep it, in mind, it, it, should, it should be hard. 
I start off every conversation. This will be an easy process if you and I can spend the time that we need to um, and cooperate closely in the first few days of the transaction. It'll make everything much easier. And most people comply. Yeah. Do you say that to waiters, too? Um, no. You say you start off every conversation. Um, well, with the client, I said. No, you didn't say that. Right, we'll go back and hear the tape. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, um, Seattle real estate is starting to get kind of lumpy. Sales down 20% year over year. Inventory up 169%. My kid plays a game. Would you rather be eaten by 100 cockroaches or eat 100 cockroaches? Are you crazy? Would you rather buy a place that feels really expensive near Seattle Amazon headquarters, or would you rather buy a nice home that is your dream in the mountains? Yeah, unfortunately, real estate's not a game for most people. I know, but it's kind of that's... <laughs> it's kind of, Well, you could, you could play with it, but... I would rather get a house close to jobs than a house that's more suburban. Well, when I see inventory going up 169%, to me, that is just more options that we haven't been seeing over the last several years. There's more houses to choose from. Big event coming up January 24th. You can meet Tony Mendez there or find him online at bayarealonesource.com. He does a show on real estate every Thursday here at 6 o'clock on AM 1220 KDOW. Big event coming up in Palo Alto on the 24th. Sign up at robblackshow.com.